everybody welcome 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 back guys episode 71 of fresh mondays how are you doing i am doing fantastic guys i'm so excited we are really having the best hot girl summer um <laughs> today you feel me shout out to the ladies <laughs> hot out here let me tell you this ladies i think we're up i think they were counting by points like, <laughs> We just racking them up out here. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Coast I think my favorite ones are when the deductions happen. Those are my favorite ones because those are the best videos I see online. I'm like, this is a deduction <laughs> to the hot girl summer. I saw these two women like uh, twerking in a gas station and their like two-year-old baby was like trying to get the, you saw that one? I don't want to claim those women as ours. Like, <laughs> right, it was terrible. It was terrible. They are not on the team. <laughs> like that is not, yeah. we're not racking their points. They are on their separate. That was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. It happens. That's how shit happens. And then all of a sudden tragedy happens. You know what I mean? Cause you're like over here making a video, I guess for the gram. I don't know. Oh, be careful out there, ladies, racking up them points. We still beating the guys, no matter the hot guys, the hot boy summer, whatever. We still beating them no matter what. And I heard there's a difference between a city girl summer and a hot girl summer. I don't know which is for the grown and sexy adult ones, but I think we're the hot girl summer kind of version. So put us in that crew. <laughs> I definitely, honestly, I'm not an expert at the definitions, but I, I'm amused. You know, it's, it's an entertaining thing, you know, to, to watch online and cool. Um, aside from that, we did have an actual real life hot girl on our podcast uh, last time. We had an amazing um, personal trainer, fitness coach, and kind of lifestyle influencer in a sense because I, I started following her ever since you recommended it and you're right she's really entertaining and I like she's like good with her words you know what I mean yes. so it's like like you kind of get the message quickly and I like I like that kind of stuff so she is pretty cool shout out to uh Crystal Lamb um from episode 70 thank you for your motivation and inspiration and a few people I noticed that follow us have been like on that workout stuff so that's really good I'm glad that you know it's rubbing off on people yeah, and um, as a hot girl summer fail, I only went to the gym maybe like a couple times since that one. I need to get back on it, but I'm still using her smoothie recipe, which is spinach, well, dates, uh, cashews, some water, um, cacao powder, and you have yourself a chocolate smoothie, so. Very cool. So there you go. So you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. We're all going to hold Marley accountable. <laughs> she needs to get her ass back in that aquatic whatever she was doing. You Aqu need to start. Aqua fitness. Aqua fitness. Girl, that is as fucking comfortable as possible. You need to get your ass back in that water. And yeah. everybody else, it's okay, guys. It doesn't matter. You can, everyone's allowed to start over. It's okay. Everybody has their moments. We just have to get back in there, guys. My only thing is, is that I'm such like my mother's child. My mom don't play when it comes to chlorine and hair. You know, Dominican moms and hair don't play that game. So I'm always like, what about my hair? So you gotta I, wear a cap if you're gonna be in the water every day. Every That's day with chlorine? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't do that every day. So I do need to get back on it for sure. And I'll be I'll be back again with my old ladies. 
my and over. Fantastic. For those of you who need to catch up, just go on at Fresh Mondays Podcast. You can follow us on all social media platforms. Look us up on YouTube at Fresh Mondays Podcast as well. And you can catch up on our past episodes, 70, 69, all the way down to number one. Um, but tonight, today, good morning, good evening, good night to whoever's listening. We do have an amazing special guest. And we're going to talk about one of me and Marty's favorite subject tonight. Music. Yes, how exciting. We have a DJ, guys, and this is a real DJ. This ain't like your DJ <laughs> that you be having that be coming through at the little church gatherings and you no. know, or the or the barbecues. Like there's a real DJ that has a job and actually plays music and all that. Like his livelihood is this. This is what he does, kind of music. I excite I love talking music. It's been a while since we've actually discussed music overall on here. Um, and me and you both know we're super nerds and super knee deep. So love a conversation about good music. It's always a thing. Good music. There's right. a difference. Um, so I'm excited about this. So DJ Frank Roth is going to join us and he hails from New York city mm -hmm. he is a tour DJ for, uh, the rapper known as Melly. And as well as he DJs on power one Oh five one. Power 105.1, that is the home of the Breakfast Club, ladies and gentlemen. For those of you who listen from here in South Florida, you know that we get it syndicated on 103.5 The Beat. So that's the same radio station. And without further ado, let's get this party started and invite our guests to join the conversation. Everybody, I want you to welcome the infamous Frank Roth. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you guys for having me. What's up, though? Welcome, welcome. I'm excited to have a DJ on. Me and Diana are huge music nerds in a sense. And so I want to know first, how did you get started into the DJ realm? Like what brought you into beginning into being a DJ? <laughs> I started by mistake. It, 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 it all happened by mistake. Um, what happened was I knew I wanted to do something with music. I didn't know exactly what it was that I wanted to do. Uh, this is my senior year of high school going into college, right? So I said, you know what? Let me join the school's radio station, my college radio station, Baruch College in New York City. And I joined the school radio station and I saw that there was DJ equipment there and nobody was really using it. Nobody was doing anything. So I was just like, you know what? Let me play around with this equipment. <laughs> and playing around with it for a day turned into weeks, turned into like, I would say seven years of DJing and now I'm here now, you know? Wow. So you, you were self-taught, like the soundboard and all that stuff that you guys have to use? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I told myself, like, I would just spend hours on hours on hours just, like, playing with the stuff. And, like, anything that I didn't understand, I would just YouTube. Because YouTube's, like, the new, I call it YouTube University. YouTube yeah. saved everybody. And yes. I've learned yeah. in my new kind of, like, interviewing process, everyone just tells me, go look it up on YouTube on how to do it. You need to learn how to do graphic design. Look it up on YouTube. It'll show anything. you. Anything. You can put anything on your resume nowadays. Real <laughs> shit. You can just yeah. like, yeah, give me about a week. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Wow. Shout outs to YouTube University. That should yeah, be. Yes. So it definitely helps me out in my, um, in my, my as I, as I, as I'm learning. And, and you know, to this day, I still feel like I have so much more to learn. The more I learn, the more I understand that I have even more to learn. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. So that's that's kind of how I got my start. Okay. So I'm assuming I'm, we're just, you said you love music. So when you love music, that means that you were one of those kids that like you wanted to be like a rapper yourself or it's just like no, you were no, just no. into it. Okay. 
No, nah, I never wanted to be a rapper. I uh, I just loved music. I just didn't know what I wanted to do, but I just wanted to do something involving music. Definitely. Okay. So it organically happened. All right, that's awesome. Third person that has told us now that they have organically fell into like their passion. And is, we're, we're on a, like a great streak here, Marty. Like people are just naturally doing what they need to do. It's really inspiring. All right, so we got, we got Frank, we got the DJ and the starting from scratch and being self-taught. How did we get to being the elephant in the room? Like, how did that happen? Because that usually when you hear the elephant in the room, that means there's an awkward feeling going on here. There's a situation, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, how did that become who you are as a DJ? Um, you know, I, obviously when I, when I first was learning, I wasn't, I didn't call myself the elephant in the room. I just felt like the deeper I got into the business, and, and, and just learning how the industry works, I started feeling like the elephant in the room. So I kind of took that moniker with me um, in the sense of, for, for a couple of different reasons. Um, I felt like my skills were just as good, if not better than a lot of people. Not to sound cocky, but I was, I'm very confident in my skills. So um, then a lot of people, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, so I feel good making my competition feel uncomfortable. I feel good walking in a room and everybody's like, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, you're going to feel my presence when I'm in the club, when I, whenever I'm entertaining, period. So that's kind of like the awkward sense of it. Um, I also wanted my, like, having my presence felt because an elephant is such a big figure, such a big animal. So, like, I demand that attention from you because you will not ignore me when I'm on the set. I promise I will entertain you and I will capture your attention. And also, elephants are a symbol of love. Yes. So that's also another part of uh, of why I chose the elephant in the room. I hear they're like one of the smartest animals, no? Or yeah, that's what they say, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like this confidence too. So he knows what the elephant is all about, like knowing you're confident in your skill and then knowing that it has that background of love and taking up space and then being aware of your surroundings because the industry is not easy either. So not you have to make your impact. You have to make your storm, right? Absolutely. You have to, you have to step in there like, yeah, I'm here. Like, and nobody's going to take this away from me. Like I came here cause this is what I want to do. You know, it's very cutthroat and this, this is not for the salt, for the, for the South hearted. This industry is definitely not. Right. What does, um, in your kind of, starting off in the DJing, what are some kind of things that you had to do that to make you where you are now? Because right now you work at Power 105, correct? Yes, I am a mixer at Power 105. Yes. So what are some of like the really starter level DJing things that you started off to kind of scale you to where you are now to move you where you are? And I started, I started with house parties. I started with house parties. Um, and then when I, I remember when I got my first booking at a lounge, first of all, nobody wants to book, nobody wants to pay a DJ that they never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have to do a whole lot of work without getting paid. They call it showcase or showcase wow. your talent. And if we like you, then maybe we could put you on a situation. Um, so yeah, house parties, obviously, ain't nobody going to kick me out of my own house. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some house parties, you know, finessing my skills. And then I got to the showcase level. And then you start getting paid peanuts. Like, for example, there was my, my first ever lounge gig, which I was so excited for. Shout out to my manager, um, Ace. Uh, Dan, I know you you know him. Uh, my manager, Ace. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So, um, he got me this gig at this hookah lounge in Queens. And I had, and I live, I'm from the Bronx. I, I lived in the Bronx at the time. And I would have to bring all of my heavy DJ equipment, 
and I would have to try to bring all the people there and I would DJ for four hours and only get paid 75 bucks. Ooh. And on top of that, I had to, I had to obviously give my manager a piece. So we were splitting peanuts. And let's not forget that I had to pay the gas and toll. So practically nothing. We were just happy to start. We were happy to, so that's one of the things, like, as a startup DJ, it's very important. Like, you, you got to just bite the bullet and really just go for it. If this is what you really want to do, you got to grind it out. Definitely. I'm, that's super interesting because I actually follow a person on social media that what she does is that she is like, I guess, starting like a booking agency for DJs. And um, she's always like emphasizing that you need to put yourself out there. You need to, you know, play gigs that you may not necessarily want to play sometimes, but it's really more for the exposure, the contact, the experience, et cetera, et cetera. You got to kind of just, you got to, you have humble beginnings, just like anything else in life. But then my question is, is like, there's such a saturated market now in everything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because every like we were discussing offline, you know, everybody goes on YouTube and they swear they're an expert. You know what I mean? Like no one needs anything. So it's like, how, how does a person nowadays like learn how to stand out in a, in a, in an era where everybody's making a playlist on Spotify and saying like, yo, we can have a party with this. You know what I mean? So it's like, like we all know that the DJ thing can be super successful, but that's like one in a million. There's people out here that are making millions and millions of dollars DJing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, how do you how do you weed that out, and how do you stand out? Like from as a professional, like what do you see in this? If I told you guys, I would have to kill you. No, I'm just kidding. It's about it's about finding your identity and and just. And just going hard in that lane, finding your lane and finding what makes you different from everybody else. I feel like one of the things that make me very different from everybody else is my is my energy. Um, I, 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 the, ele- the whole elephant in the room thing, that's just one of the things that I feel like makes me stand out. Also, my professionalism, as well as like my manager and I, I know I keep talking about Ace, but we're a great one-two punch. We're very tactical. We're always thinking three, four, five steps ahead. Because it's all about the relationships. It's all about who you know. Nowadays, there's a there's been a, a influx of DJs that all you got to do is press play. And how do you how do you compete with those people? Well, you gotta you gotta stay a step above. You got you gotta give the promoters and club owners a reason to book you above those guys that are willing to do it for way less than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of you know it, it, it's difficult. It's not easy. It's, it's something that I'm that I'm dealing with to this point. You know, so there's no one specific answer. But what I do, I uh, tell DJs that ask me, like, what can I do? What can I do? Find your identity and just run with it. Run with it. And it's all about relationships. It's all about who you know. It's not about what you know in this business. I love that. Um, have you ever DJed in Seattle before? I'm in Seattle, by the way. I don't know if Diana told you that. Have you ever DJed? Way on the other side. Oh, way on the other side. We coast to coast right here. Like this is very coast to coast. Yes. I think I think the closest I've been to Seattle. I've never been to Seattle. Oh, okay. I never been to Washington. Um, the closest I've been to it was San Francisco. That's close. Enough. Kind of, not really. Right? <laughs> sort of. So being an, an uh, East Coast girl and moving here to Seattle, I've had the worst experience with DJs and clubs and music. The, like, even on Twitter, they'll tell you, it's the most interesting, amazing, I think it must be a regional thing, 
where they play so differently and what they find as entertaining is just so off from what I think or what we would think on the East Coast as entertaining or in other like other bigger, larger region of areas, right? So my question to you is, what is a crowd that you had a difficult, like what do you do when you have a difficult crowd? Or like, have you ever had a difficult crowd? Or did you ever like Absolutely. weave your way Absolutely. out? Absolutely, I've had difficult crowds. Um, you know, let's say I was to go DJ in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is the process. This is what separates the fly-by night DJ that just turned into a DJ yesterday into like a DJ that's really about it. If I have a if I have a gig in Seattle, I'm doing my research. I know off the top of my head that grunge is started in Seattle. Grunge music, like that type of rock music. So I'm gonna figure out a way to influence that and put that in my sets. You know what I mean? So like research. You know, but um, uh, as far as dealing with a difficult crowd, oh uh, man, there's some people like little things happen. You never know. Like my laptop is shut off on me a couple times. Ooh, there's been things that like out of my reach. But no matter what it is, the crowd will look at you and be like, "You're the reason that it's going bad right now," and they'll boo you out. And it is what it is. But you can't lose your cool. Like when I first started DJing, I was afraid to talk on the mic. Now you can't stop me from talking on the mic too much on the mic. But um, you just got to be able to finesse the crowd. And that's something that I feel like I've learned growing up in New York, like the way to to be able to talk to people and be able to sway their moods and be able to handle people. You can't freeze. Everybody's looking at you, so you can't freeze. And that's something I've I've learned to to embrace the adversity in those situations. I I feel like I could talk myself out of any situation. I can handle any situation appropriately, so... But, um, but there are tough crowds out there. There's a lot of tough crowds. I, I mean, I, I totally understand. And it's like, especially, um, you know, I follow you. So I know that you, you go to different states and you play sets in a lot of different places. And like, yes. you know, you know, shameless plug. If anybody wants him to come, he'll fly out. You feel me? That's on the level he's at already. So it's just like, I, I know that you've even done San Diego a few times. And the reason I noticed that is because San Diego is one of my favorite places in the country, to be I honest. I love San Diego. It's just dope. And like Mexicans be loving to party. Like it's just awesome. Yeah. They have such a great energy, such a great vibe. Like you have a blast when you party with a bunch of Mexicans from Cali. Like I'm not even and saying they anything. could out drink anybody. I don't <laughs> care who you are. They always make me feel like I never drank before a day in my life. Like I don't know how they do it. That's great. And a Dominican is saying that. Now you know <laughs> what I'm talking about right now. Like it is just That's crazy. You know, we like to drink, but it's just like Mexicans are just like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like they really like to party and whatever. So it's like, how do you feel? How do you get embraced in those environments when we don't? All right, fine. We're all Latino, but we're different. Like we all have our own backgrounds and we have our own traditions and we have our own culture and et cetera, et cetera. So when you go and you play at another culture like that. Like, you know, how do you, how does that process work? You know, you're a kid from the Bronx, you're a Dominican guy from New York. Y'all all have that handbook y'all read. So it's like, y'all all have this way of being. So it's different from like a Cali vibe. You know what I'm saying? How do you merge those worlds? It, it, it goes back to what I was saying about research. That's number one. Before I touch down in the city, I'm looking at the Shazams. I'm looking at what's being Shazam the most. I'm looking at what radio stations are playing out there. I'm looking at what DJs are doing out there, what's their style, what what are the big records out there. But at the same time, when a promoter from out of town books me, and this is this is for any traveling DJ, they know 
that you're bringing your vibes from whatever town you're from. So they're not expecting you like to be a West Coast style DJ because an East Coast DJ and a West Coast DJ are very different. Oh yeah. I actually oh, tend yeah. to think that West Coast DJs are way more technical. They're way better technically. And New York DJs could talk their mm-hmm. ass off. Okay, you're talking about West Coast, not Pacific West, Pacific Northwest. No, not Pacific, yeah, because I don't know anything about that. They love to play the whole track. The whole track play. Yeah, that's not, I'm not that. You see, in New York, we're so fast-paced. We'll play a minute of a song, 30 seconds of a song, a minute, 30 tops. Like, we're moving. What is the next song? (laughs) But not even that. They'll they'll play, like, let's say, Cardi B. What's that Cardi B and G-Eazy song, right? The best yeah. part of that song is Cardi's part, right? Like, yeah. cause all the ladies are gonna sing it. Why do most of these DJs just play the beginning and then cut off when Cardi comes? You like, so you're sitting there in the crowd, me and my friends are like, but why would you do that? Like the whole, I, like, we just look at I him. I hate that feeling. You see that feeling you just described? I hate that feeling. I truly like, understand what you're saying. Like, yes. What is that? So like, it's like my moment. Like this was my moment right now. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just expressing <laughs> what, yes. like, how that feels. But go ahead. Um, I, it, it happens. You know, it, you can't please everybody. But however, it goes back to a regular DJ and a great DJ. A regular DJ doesn't do their homework and doesn't understand. Like, I have cue points. Like, I go directly to Cardi's verse because I know that's the, ver- that's the verse that gets everybody hyped. Mm-hmm. But that's just a matter of doing your research, you know? But um, as far as, like, to, to Diana, to, to finish answering your question, so, like, for example, when I went to San Diego, it was like, all right, Frank Raw, time to prove why we flew you out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to put on a show. And once you've – can I curse? I don't know if I can curse. Yes. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, I, you know what? Once you F it up, they love you. They embrace no, you. Like, no, you wow, this is something different. You're this allowed to curse, Frank. You can be before. yourself. So, well, yeah, well, once I fuck it up, then they're like, yo, like, we like you. You're so different. You're, you're so different from every other DJ we've dealt with over here. We would love to have you back. And it's funny because when I started DJing in the West Coast, San Diego was my first ever party in the West Coast. And then thanks to San Diego, I got to meet people from Arizona. And thanks to Arizona, I got to meet people in, um, in different places of California, San Francisco, and now I got, I, I just got recently booked, um, this is going to be like in October or November in, in Salt Lake City, Utah. Like, what are, what are Dominicans doing out there? You know what I mean? You but I'm excited. going to bring. Running from ahead. the law? I'm not quite no. sure. Utah's popping. I had some Dominican friends just moved out to Utah. It's popping. That's interesting. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to bring the New York energy and, and, and a little uh, uh, a splash of the West Coast vibe to to these places that I that I travel, but it's all about doing your research. And they'll love you if you if you do what you're supposed to do. They'll love you. Okay. Absolutely. What is a current music trend or DJ trend you are so over or like not into, or it's not your thing? Rather be celebrity DJs because Paris Hilton's yes one. yes. <laughs> I was just I lost the gig. I lost the party to an R&B singer. I don't want to say any names. Don't ask me any names. I lost the gig to an R&B singer that has no reason to be DJing at all. 
They're like, yo, we're going to go with this person because this person obviously is more popular and they got more Instagram followers. And I just had to bite the bullet. I was just like, all right. But it sucks because, you know, obviously she got booked but because she's an R&B singer. But, um, you know, that, that trend sucks. I think also um, it sucks when DJs are are evaluated based on their following on social media. I think that sucks. I think that takes away from the art. But, you know, you got to adapt. You have to adapt. But duh, I hate that. I really hate that. Because, I mean, every celebrity is a DJ now. Because Snoop Dogg is a DJ. Um, I have a friend that lost the gig to him. Wow. Um, and if I think who I think your R&B singer is, she related to a amazing queen by the name of Beyonce? No. Oh. No. no. <laughs> Hey, you know what? When when it comes to those, I, I wouldn't even. I'll be like, you know what? Y'all can have it. I can't even. I can't. Work. I can't go with right. girls. No so, way. No way. Is there any other like specific music that you don't play, or do you kind of are all open to all music? No, I. You see, I consider myself a, a open open format DJ. So I can I can hit you with some side so I can hit you with some ACDC in the same party, and I like that because I like fucking people's heads up. Because one thing that I've learned to separate yourself from every other DJ, which goes back to one, the earlier question that you guys asked me, one thing that separates is everybody, anybody could play a hit song, right? But now, what are you gonna do in order to make yourself stand out? You gotta play that one song that catches them, super left field, because they'll remember that moment. Mm-hmm. Anybody could play City Girls, right? But when you play one song that they haven't heard in a while, or like super left field, they wasn't expecting that, when they get back home the next day and they're like, yo, I can't believe he played that shit. They're not going to be like, oh, I can't believe he played the same song that every other DJ always plays. You know what I mean? So those li- those are the little things that I feel like separate also. Right. So now my question is, how do you find the energy to have the enthusiasm with when you're doing bookings back to back? Because that's what I find is impressive. I mean, I've done things where I've had to be on multiple places and like you you know you got you know when you're about to do something that involves a performance you have to turn it on and you have to just engage and it's like your hype and your hypeness has to stay on that same level the entire time so sometimes you kind of need quiet time beforehand so that you can kind of get in your mental space like it's a process sometimes when you are doing shows back to back to back to back like how do you find the energy to still have that same enthusiasm Man, the most I've ever been was quadruple booked in one day. Wow. And that is the worst. I'm not even going to lie to you. That is the worst. That is exhausting. I try my best to keep it to two bookings uh, a, a night. Um, it's just, it, it, it's hard. It, it's really hard. You got to, you have to be able to pace yourself. Like, for example, I love smoking hookah. Hookah is not the best thing to be smoking. However, if I know that I'm double booked or triple booked, I'm not smoking hookah the first two gigs, the first gig, because I know that I'm going to have a crazy, ridiculous headache by the time I get to gig number three. And I still got another one to go, you know? So it's it's just those little things. And me, personally, if I don't have a long day uh, uh, ahead of me, I, I love going to the spot. I love going to the spot. I love getting massages. I love... That stuff calms me down. So I honestly, there's just little things that to every DJ is different. Some people, yo, I need to smoke before I DJ, but I'm I don't smoke. I don't right. smoke a day in my life. Like so, like my vice is 
going to the spa, relaxing. If I know I have a long day ahead of me. That's some great self-care. Yes. That's a, that's a good, like, even after, even after the, after all that hard work and things like that, like, booking yeah. yourself that spa day, be like, I get to relax, all that stuff. That's a great self-care motion. Yeah, thank you. So um, for those of us who are listening, who are really into like the radio world, and we've been following this space, you know, since we were kids, especially our generation, like we grew up listening to the radio versus, you know, all these uh, music platforms and things of that nature, because they didn't exist when we were growing up. So you kind of had a different relationship with the person behind the mic as you were growing up. They kind of became like your voice to the industry like that's how you stayed in touch you stayed in touch by what the radio personalities were saying and like you knew what songs were dropping based on what the dj was playing so it's like that was how we kept ourselves informed so we truly love and appreciate the radio world now that you're working at a major station like the hottest station that can be compared to like what hot 97 used to be no no shade to hot 97 you know what i mean but like now power 1051 is like the new york station that's really popular through that experience, you've met a lot of artists that are like on a high level. And you've also met a lot of artists that are just starting. Like what, what exactly is it that you've noticed is like the common denominator with the people who have made it? You know what I mean? Like, so, cause there has to be some type of a behavior that's, that's in the professionalism of a person who has made it, you know? Cause I feel like those type of gems Cause I've worked in those spaces before and those little moments are the ones that are really priceless because you kind of get, you kind of get a tutoring that's unwritten, you know, it's like something you just observe. So is there anything that you've noticed since you are around so many people of success? Um, as far as the radio personalities that I've met, and I mean, I guess you can translate this also to the artists that I've met, the real successful ones, ambition, ambition. It's, it's all about ambition. It's all about having a, a clear plan and just pushing it and pushing that plan as far as you can. And it goes back to what I was saying about having a lane, creating your lane and, and just going as hard as you can with that. That's really a common denominator that I've seen with uh, a lot of artists and radio personalities that I met. They just don't quit. Like they eat, sleep, breathe, shit this. And, and that's, that's the type of time that I'm on. Like there's, there's, this is all I do. I haven't had a nine to five in I don't know how long because this is all I do. And I'm pushing this as hard as I can. So I would say that's a common denominator. What is a tour life like? I know you went on a tour, right? And it was on tour with Melly? Yes. Yes. How long were you on tour for and what was that like? We were on tour for a month. We were on the motivation tour with uh, Meek Mill. Uh, so as Melly's DJ, man, tour life is, it has its highs, it has its lows, it has its parts where you want to kill each other, it has its parts where you all facing is you, when, when you're on tour, it's like one big happy family. Well, not happy. I'm sorry. One big family. family. <laughs> Anybody that you're with in, in that trailer or that, on the tour bus, that's your family for that month. You have to so, like each other. Yeah, the chemistry has to be there. That was that was one thing that I've learned. Like, and also when uh, when 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 somebody's upset or somebody's feeling the way, communication is key. Or two, just stay out of their way. Just stay yeah. out of their way. You know what I mean? So, Melly Melly was is somebody that is very passionate 
about her music, about her identity, the way that she's portrayed in the media, all these things are, are very important to her. Um, she's very ambitious, another common denominator. Um, so when she, when she shows a lot of emotion, a lot of passion, if I don't have anything to do with it, stay out the way. <laughs> and, and, and that's honestly how, how I got along with everybody. I just, and stay out the way. That's, that's really what it is. And then whenever I had a job to do, whenever I had to do something, I just focused and did what I could as best as I could. Um, tour life, you get homesick, obviously, and you go to. I, I I've been to so many different cities. Um, some good, some I'd never want to go back. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> yeah, there's some places that I do not want to go back. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's one big family, and you it, it, you so you gain so much weight on tour. Wow! Because eating you're, you're eating fast food you're eating at these truck stops you're eating you're eating terribly it's hard to keep a good tire, uh, diet when you're on tour and hotel to hotel to plane to plane to plane to roads and it's just it's a lot it's a lot but it was a great experience though Definitely. traveling always I'm seems fun course, traveling always seems fun at first until you're doing it and then you're just like Can we go home it's cute <laughs> it's cute for the first week <laughs> cute first week, you know Meeting, meeting the fans though, and just it's just crazy. Like when you go to all these different places, it's like wow. Like you know who I am over here. Like some places I've heard people screaming from the, like from 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 where the, where, where they are. Like yo, Frank Wealth, and I'm like, all right, oh, you just made my day. You know? <laughs> that that makes everything worth it. Right. That makes everything yeah. you know all the stuff that we deal with worth it for sure. Of course, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Do you see any time of you stopping, or how long? What's the f- the forlong future of Frank Roth? Like, what is, you know, the continuation? Frank Roth doesn't want to be a fifty-year-old DJ, sixty-year-old DJ, having to dye his hair black in order to try to fit in, or doing surgeries in order to try to fit in. No shade to anybody. Um, Frank Roth wants to make enough money DJing that he invests and creates his own real estate businesses and stuff like that. Uh, I'm tired of talking myself in the third person. Um, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to own, I want to own businesses, but I don't want to own a club. I don't want to own a restaurant. I want to own, this might sound boring, but I want to own parking lots. I want to own parking lots. No, that lots. is genius, boy. Anywhere. That is yes. genius. The amount that of pay, no, that I pay for no parking. parking. Go ahead. The amount that I pay for parking, please. I can get exactly. I want to own parking lots. I want to flip condos. I want to flip houses. That's the type of time that I'm on. Absolutely. I'm try, I, 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 I love yeah. the wave you're on. I'm trying to be a parking lot owner in Miami. Like that yes. is. It's the thing. littlest things. It's the littlest things that make the most. Uh, like we don't even think about exactly. it. Parking. Mm-hmm. That's the type of stuff. That's the type of stuff that I'm on. I don't want to be. DJing so I'm too old like what the hell am I doing 50 years old in the club 40 48 49 years old in the club looking crazy like I, I don't I'm, I don't want to be that guy definitely not and I'm taking the proper steps in order to not be that guy <laughs> <laughs> okay well I mean you never know don't knock it because you once people might be asking you to do like a comeback special and you might be 50 right who knows I'll be in there it might be the the twenty forty five bad boy tour, you know what I mean? And like people always go to that, so it's like things happen and you get booked and busy, and 
the real estate book game is because at that point, at that point, book me because at that point, I I want to be home by twelve o'clock, knocked out <laughs> like an old man. So definitely, that that would be cool though. Hey. The brunch, the brunch one, seals of the brunch. But we do um, want to also say if before we you know we close off and have you tell everybody what's coming up for you, we want to know what has been one of the best lessons you've learned through your journey of success. Um, I think I, I just posted a caption about it. Um, just never hate and just create your own lane and just wait for your turn. Some people, some people's turns come faster than others. Some people turn never comes, but you know, just, you got to trust the process. You have to trust the process. You have to trust the people that are around you. Like I trust my manager. 3000% and and that's why I feel like we we've, we've gotten so far and we got so much further to go but definitely just create your own lane and 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 just wait your turn and don't don't hate on the next person cuz that's not going to it's not going to get you anywhere longevity really if you're passionate about this shit then really learn about it really understand the culture cuz anybody can be fly by night and most of these people that are getting booked like like a book like that, like for example, the R&B singer Snoop, like they just like they come and go. But if you really want the shit, as far as DJ, because Snoop is gonna be here forever, as far as anything. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He just obviously he does it for a couple bucks. Like he, he doesn't give a fuck. But like if you're really about this shit for life, like really learn the culture and embrace it, the good and the bad, and that'll make a hell of a book. You know, eventually when they finally retire. There so, you go. Definitely. Love that. Share the, with the people what you have going on, what's coming up next, where to find you, where your new spots are. Like, we have people all over the nation because obviously I'm in Seattle. Yes. So, well, share with people where well, you're at. For I'm sorry, I'm I'm looking at my phone because I'm looking at my the, my upcoming bookings. Um, so I have a big uh, concert with uh, Melly that we're doing. It's called Soul Frito. It's in the Barclays Center here in New York City, uh, August 30th. We will be there rocking out something serious, so make sure you come through. And if you're not in New York, we're also going to go to Philly for Made in America. We're going to be there. So get your tickets. We will definitely be there. And if you can't go there, then you can go to Louisiana in September. We have uh, September 7th. We're booked for uh, Lil Wayne's uh, Louisiana Fest. It's going to be my first time in, the, in Louisiana, so I'm excited for that. So, you know, just constantly moving all over the place. And everything in between, I'm always booked in different clubs every week so make sure you follow me on instagram at i am frank roth to stay updated and i'm not one of these bougie people so if you feel like dming me asking for advice or whatever i will respond back when i can and actually just never bougie we, we out here we focus thank you guys fantastic so now you know everybody make sure to follow i am frank roth and we are huge fans we will support you we we love the energy we love the success we love a fellow dominican blowing up of course and um let us know and if you have any mixes for messy mondays i mean the messy mondays for fresh mondays to play make sure to let us know and we'll share it on our page and we'll tag everybody we'll make sure to tell everybody that they should listen and follow Thank you guys. I appreciate it. So much love. Thank you. Got me trying to scheme right now, figuring out how can I get him to Seattle? How much is that booking fee that I got to figure out? And what's, what, what, what spot I got out here to find it? 
I'm telling you. Man, listen, you uh, if I go there, they're going to fall in love with me. I'm warning you. <laughs> <laughs> and you might continue to get booked. I'm telling you. Hey. It's a whole... Hey. I might get I might get dragged for this uh, anyways this talk anyways talk about Seattle. I love Seattle though. It's in my heart, just music wise. I, I gotta give it. I, I was told that the first ever Starbucks is there, right? Yes, yes, there is. Yeah, there's yeah, a thousand so and one Starbucks. <laughs> the two things people know about Seattle: rains and Starbucks, Starbucks. is from there. <laughs> right. And Nirvana, yeah, and Nirvana. That's, that's Which I live about seven minutes away from Kirk Cobain's house and bench. Thank you again, Frank Roth. We appreciate it. We wish you, you the best and continue uh, everything going on. And we look forward to hearing more from you. And Thank you. Much love to you guys life. for having me. <laughs> Take care. Bye. All right. So, recommendations of the week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show also while you're looking down here at this label. Um, my recommendation this week is oh, my favorite show is back on HBO. It's called Succession. And if you haven't watched season one, please just take a moment, episode one and two drag, just a little bit. But when you get to episode three and beyond, it is amazing. It's a hilarious, dark ass comedy <laughs> that mimics or kind of is influenced by uh the owner of fox news or the creator and owner of fox news and his family but not fully based on that it's just about family dynamics dysfunctionality and i love it it just it's a great show so i suggest for everyone hbo's succession and what's yours this week uh very cool thank you for that recommendation i'm also going to keep it hbo since we're on the hbo topic um, I want to recommend uh, a black lady sketch show. Yes, I actually, I'm a really big fan. Um, I these girls are really talented. For those of you who don't know, it's four women that they're all comedic actresses and they have like a sketch comedy show. Um, long overdue, you know what I mean? We should have been had something like this, but shout out to them. This reminds me for the throwback moment of this specific episode. Tracy Ellis Ross, remember when she used to have her. Uh, she used to do like a sketch show in the past. Okay, whatever. Anyway, Tracy Ellis Ross is the shit. So this reminds me of that. And uh, shout out to them. Shout out to the black women that are on this show. They're super talented, super funny. Shout out to women in comedy. And uh, make sure to support. And that's on HBO. Once again, it's called A Black Lady Sketch Show. Um, make sure to contact us if you guys have any suggestions, anything you want to add on. And if you want to be on the show at Fresh Mondays Podcast, follow me at I am Diana C underscore on Instagram and follow Marley at Love Marley, L-U-V-M-A-R-L-E-Y underscore on Instagram and all other handles as well. This was a great episode. We appreciate Frank Roth. And don't forget to email us at Podcast at gmail.com also. We will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody.